This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. And something you're seeing me do this week is I'm having one of my videos where I talk about fuel and excuses. You saw it on Sunday with Laura Morby where we talked about losing 150 grand, having a kid at 20. If you've seen my videos uh, earlier today with Matt, the lumberjack, he's a ninth grade dropout. And now we're here with Omar, who leads sales teams as I have for the last couple of decades. And we've had the luxury of interviewing and working with some very high income, high performing individuals, but we've also seen some duds. And Omar, what I have come to realize and I'm really working on is life's hard for everyone. Life will be hard for everyone, but you either treat it as fuel or you have excuses. And I wanted to hear what you had, what you think about that. That, you know, uh, you, you hit a subject to where um, I've used, I've used the shit that we go through in life as fuel. Okay. Everyone's going through their own drama, yep. their own journey, their own challenges. Um, in particular, I think my, when my first daughter was 14, uh, I was 26, right? Yeah. 26, 27, 26 when I found out 27 when she was here. Um, and that's when I was kind of starting real estate, right? I got my license at 23. So I was only, I was only in the business for five years, but there was, that was a, a complete challenge. A one, like I saw her being born and I'm like, okay, this, this thing's changed now. Yeah. Didn't work out with her mom. And, um, I use that. I, I use that as like, damn, I couldn't make this fucking shit work. Okay. Well, what's the alternative mm-hmm. sit in the fucking corner and you know say woe is me or go out and and create something for yourself so your daughter can be proud as well right i use that and i never stopped yes does it take a lot of sacrifices for sure but if you're not willing to 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 put the work in and and know that you're going to sacrifice a lot then just get out of the business and go let somebody else tell you what you're worth it's fine cool go get a job actually uh yeah yeah, go I can get a open job. up a job for you. Yeah, that's that's the big thing for me is, again, we see in social media is the issue in my mind, right? Social media is a highlight reel for most people. Yes, it is. And you don't realize all of those people, I mean, because I talk to six multimillionaires every week and all of them, I've gone back and gone to our original interviews. All of them struggled. All of them had a thing, but all of them used it as fuel to keep going, right? When they had a bad day and we all have bad days, you lose deals, you have problems. It's either fuel or excuses. And what do you default to? What do you, what do you pull on? And I would tell people to challenge themselves. If you find yourself making excuses, get out of that headspace because everybody has problems. Some people just hide it better. And that's the scarier part, Michael. And I'll talk to you about that. It, with all the shit that goes on 
you learn in this business to compartmentalize everything. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like the imaginary box yeah. that you put in and you're stacking your stuff away in your garage. Okay. But guess what? The boxes are still there with a bunch of shit inside of it. But then you, you pile more, you pile more, you compartmentalize everything. That's not entirely a good thing because later on your garage is going to be so full. You're not going to be able to, to upload anything else. Mm -hmm. And I'm, and you know, and this is just for the sake of this conversation. Yeah. Um, and I've been through a lot of that stuff. I'm still going through it. You think this is all simple? Yeah. Having yeah. all this stuff going? No. Plus the family, plus everything else. And, and, and the challenges that that comes with? No. I mean, but at what level? This is, this is the thing. Where do you guys want to go and how, and how do you want to get there? Right. And are you willing to go through the crap and mud to get to where you're, where, where you truly want to be at? Because every other, every other level is going to be there. Just like Michael, when you were at 20 doors, yeah. then you're at 40, then you're at 80, you know, it's like, that's another freaking level, but it's a lot of sacrificing along the way too. You guys read the book. Yeah. You guys didn't read the book. You got another book. I mean, yeah. how many alligators did you have? Oh, too many. I mean, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, and that's um, a challenge in itself. Yeah. Make, you make mistakes. You just, yeah, you, you can either let mistakes or bad events eat you alive. Mm -hmm. Or you can be like, okay, I got it. I learned the lesson and kept moving forward, right? Again, right? Laura Morby was 20 years old when she had her first child. That's hard. You can either, you can either let that eat you alive and just struggle. Or you can be like, no, I'm going to, it's going to be better. And she had, I mean, there's no magic in this. She worked no. a couple of jobs. She went after it. She tried this. She tried that. You know, you were a waiter at your family's restaurant and you gave this real estate thing a chance. And then you had a kid and I lost 150 grand, more money than my family had ever seen. And I still kept going. It's just yeah. it's either fuel or it's excuses. You, the individual, get to treat, get to decide how you want to treat it. I want people to realize that it happens to everyone. You either, I could have, I could have sat down and cried and whined and talked about the oh, woes me and never done anything. And I'd still be, I still would have nothing. No, I'm like, you know what? I started, I started doing the right things. Then I got cocky. Then I started gambling and I got what I deserved. I lost the money I deserved. Now let's do something different. Let's keep doing the work. Let's have daily discipline. It's just, and I never forget. I still talk about it. I, I still share with everybody that I'm an idiot that lost 150 grand in the stock market by being stupid. It's my fuel. It's my story. I use it to be better because I will never, ever stop doing the work. Spot on. So good. And, and you know what? You took that and, and now it just reminds you constantly. Do the work. Like, okay. Don't Let me gamble. go do the work. Let me go buy a door. Let me go buy a door. Yes. Let me go buy another door. That's it. You wonder why I can look at my market for 20 years every day? Because I am never going to think I'm gambling again. No, because it's a calculated, not, I'm not even going to say calculated risk. We already know the outcome yeah, over the long haul of five again. to 10 years. No, I just no. won't. Well, I won't ever do it. My, my, my DNA is wired not to make that mistake again. See, so good, man. So good. And you know what? I'm, I, I want to share something with you. At what part, at what point did fear, 
because we're talking about fuel and excuses. Mm-hmm. The excuses really is just a, 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 that's just fear that you just something you create. Yeah. Self you create. Yeah. And do you fear anything now, Michael, in your market? Cause I wanted to ask you that the other day. Yeah. In my market, my real estate market. No, I don't fear anything. I, and again, you got to realize I'm, I'm managing my portfolio all the time. So let's think about this, right? So a year ago, right? We're, we're heading into pandemic. And I think we talked about, this is like 14 months ago. I'm like, right. holy shit. I have 200 doors. I have no idea if anybody's going to pay. I was afraid. <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> I was afraid. I'm like, holy cow. So what did I do? I took action. I called up my property manager and I had a Sunday conversation where we reviewed all of the tenants. We, we looked at their applications, all of them. And we highlighted, I think it was 20, it might've been 15 high risk tenants, right? Because they had the jobs that we thought would go away, right? We had some tenants in healthcare. We're like, okay, they'll be fine. And we had, you know, we, we, we had a set that were okay. And then we had to sit like, wow, those 20, they work in restaurants, they work in retail. I could have a problem. So what did we do? We got proactive. We reached out to all of them and said, hey, we don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on. Let's just have communications. If you think you're going to have a problem, let's start talking now, right? We can do partial payments. We can do payments every week. We can, you know, whatever, right? We would do whatever we could. Of the 20, I think 17 or 18 communicated, two of them decided to play games, which are now been evicted. I'm going to hang up on this wholesaler one second. I like that. Yeah. Let me hang hang up on the wholesaler. I don't know how they got my phone number. Anyways. um, So yeah, we did the work. And then we found out that, you know, 20 were a problem. 18 were great. They worked with us and the other two were problems. They've been since evicted. But the first thing is we answered our scariest question. What happens if nobody pays? The other thing that happened is I was going into this market with a lot of apartments. And I personally think apartments are a problem. So what did we do? We took our three worst performing apartments and sold them, raised cash, right? So I'm proactive. When I see a problem, I don't just sit there and wallow. I take action. And what have I been doing the last six months? I've been buying every residential property I can because I think residential properties are going to go up given interest rates and affordability in my market. So I take action. Nothing scares me, but I take action. That makes sense? Yeah, no, I, I I wanted to ask you that. Um, yeah, I got to tell you that that was back in what would they be March of last year? That that was a that was the first time in decades I'd been scared. I was like, I don't know what's really? going to happen. Yeah, because you know you, you hear all this nonsense, and again, rent collections uh-huh. have been much better than expected, like ninety seven plus. But I didn't know there was a weekend. Oh. I'm like, oh my god, what happens to half pay? I was like, no idea. No idea what happens if only half pay. But yeah, that was that was a little. If only half of them pay. That's yeah, cool. yeah. That was that was unnerving. But then we did the work and it was like, ah, we're we're gonna be okay. That's cool. I love it. I love it. This is good stuff. Well, how about Michael. you? Let's flip the script. Anything scare you in your market? Um, you know, in my immediate market, yeah. Um, a, a little bit. It's the, it falls the worst. Oh, it falls. Yeah. Yeah. It does fall. It it falls the worst because our infrastructure isn't substantial. The only draw that's here is because it's affordable. Yeah. And people commute, they commute 45, an hour, an hour and a half. Um, 
But the one thing I will tell you on, on a good note, I, I, I'm not gonna say I fear it. I'm just um, acknowledging where I'm at, right? Yeah, of course. Or where our market's at. And the turnover rate, when people move from down the hill, which San Bernardino Ranch, Bucamonga, all the areas down the hill, they're moving up, right? Mm-hmm. But then they're only here for a couple of years because they can't stand the traffic uh, on the 15 corridor, the 15 freeway. And then people start, you know, boomeranging. They start, they, they, yeah, they start leaving. Uh, and once they start leaving, that's it, you know? So it's repetitive. So that's the only thing that's not as stable. Right. That's all. Okay. I mean, for the most part, though, I mean, a $200,000 house that can cash flow. Yeah, just hold it. In California, <laughs> you just wait for the cycle to come back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we're Very good. Cool. Very cool. Well, dude, Omar, this has been a lot of fun. I know you got a deal to go buy in the lobby, so I'll let you get at it. How can people follow you? Uh, guys, right there, um, at Omar underscore Alfaro is my IG handle, um, or just shoot, shoot me a, a text or a call, 760-559-9945. Thanks, buddy. Have a wonderful week. You too. Bye, guys. Later.